0: Bottled Soccer Talk. My name is Nestor. I'm joined here by Henry, and it's two guys, two mics, two pints in this lovely international break, and we're bringing you episode number 66. Um, mm, shout I, out Tweeg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, kind of didn't mind this international break so far. I mean, it's over as of tonight, but um barely. Yeah, not too bad. We just we just actually watched the final uh, minutes of uh, USA uh, beating uh, Costa Rica. Ran them off the park, if I'm honest with you.
1: Yeah, not not exactly shown in the scoreboard, but um, you know credit uh, to Costa Rica for making it a game. Wow! And Canada just having a route on Panama currently. Uh, two two three syllabled countries. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, a yeah, syllable countries and they're going at it going Canada for Panama um but man I think we were just t- talking about it earlier off the record uh, about how inconsistent Canada has been and how many games they've drawn uh they've only beaten El Salvador and it was a it was actually a very similar uh like this today it was like a, th- a four game a four goal or something like that so yeah, it looks like Canada sees themselves in good positioning as they go back to the club. Yeah, I see
0: Canada is making it out of the, making it out to the World Cup from CONCACAF. Sheesh, that was a nice finish. Um, it caught
1: a fortunate bounce. Oh, but I thought that I thought that was his intention the oh, way he no, hit it. No, you don't think so. No, no.
0: there's no way. Because
1: like, you know who I see do that a lot. How and many people does can it so so well can put backspin on a shot like that? Luis Suarez. That's what I was thinking. Like Luis Suarez. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen him do it plenty of times, but but I'm saying like I thought that's what he did because that is Jonathan David. That's a world-class player. Uh, I think be, so. Yeah, he's world-class, but I mean, he's not like, I'm not saying he's a you know, Ballon d'Or nominee. I mean, world-class as in like he's being looked at by big clubs. He just won the league and was a big reason why his team won the league in France. So, I mean, yeah. the, the, the kid's real deal.
0: Yeah, but I don't think he's putting, he's risking a shot on goal with to put backspin on it like that. Uh, really? I don't think anyone really can do that uh, It's not like basketball where you can kind of manipulate it oh, with your with oh, your grip
1: no no of yeah. course but the best finishers know how to put uh intentional spin on it uh like I can name a lot of them like you know but that those that's world class strikers though like not your average striker can do that yeah um it, it it caught a
0: fortunate bounce, but it went in but I mean it looks like Canada's dominating I mean the whole time I've seen them with the ball. And, uh, I mean, going back to USA, they they lost on Sunday against uh, Panama, who's getting a right bollocking.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, whoa, tensions arise. Panama star- actually had a really strong start to the World Cup qualifying. They're- are they getting any wins, though? They did early on. Not- but, but
0: other than um, U.S. Because uh, every time I see them, they're drawing against Jamaica, they drew with uh, Mexico. Uh, did they Did they
1: draw with uh, El Salvador? No, they beat El Salvador. No, but wait, oh, you're talking about Panama? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't remember. Yeah, no, so no, as no. tough as
0: they are, they're not really winning games either.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, they started the season off hot. I mean, the season, the uh, World Cup qualifying hot. So it's kind of surprising to see them dip. And I feel like Costa Rica has kind of grown into the tournament. Despite losing today, they they gave uh, the US one of their best matches of the season, you know, or of the qualification, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think
0: they they really offered too much. They got ran off the field. Oh, they um, surely they did, but
1: they defensively they were spot on. They they stopped a lot of chances, they broke up a lot of play, and they managed to score first, albeit under lucky circumstances. I think that's that's a they make it, they gave the US a very tough game is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I want to give them their merit because they played a physical game too. They had the size to do that. So
0: yeah, I guess that's all football-wise. It just wasn't. Well, yeah, they're, they're yeah. on they're on the dying legs of a of a generation that w- was
1: yeah, and that prob- was good
0: about six years ago. And the
1: problem is they don't the youth they have are are not really lighting it up because you can say the same about Mexico for for example with like their best generation in a while has you know Guardado Herrera and a few other players are are heading towards the you know the downward spiral how does it careers. curious and but but the difference between mexico and costa rica is that now you know mexico has Irwin lozano cordova and a lot of other younger you know players that are going to occupy those roles and so we're looking at at you know the the ancient costa ricans as they call them yeah um so yeah man um We'll see though, but every game is tight and it's and every game is unpredictable in this World Cup qualifying. Cause, like I said, you know you see um, El Salvador having a a tough time with with Costa Rica.
0: Yeah, and well, we saw them in the gold Gold Cup uh, thinking that they were gonna be uh, like a real contender to make it. And, again, they're not really putting up a bunch of wins either. Well, the
1: truth is the fourth spot is up for grabs still. Cause as, I think so. as far as I'm yeah. concerned, nobody has really gr- grabbed onto it. So they're within reach of that. But, um, really, that spot, I think, is going to end up going to Panama in in the grand scheme just because they have depth and they have players playing at, at top levels as well. In La Liga, in uh, other other uh, big leagues as well. Yeah. Um, and I, that's something that the, you know, Salvador and Costa Rica and Jamaica don't have right now. Well, Jamaica is, is a very unique example because they I have. I think
0: Jamaica's just being terribly managed, right? Well, they've they, they, been that's mismanaged. Their problem.
1: Yeah, mismanaged and also have been, they haven't been allowed to use their, their full personnel. I mean, they have players that are world class or near world class. That should be competing, you know, players of the ilk of Jonathan David. Which well,
0: yeah, Leon Bailey's injured. Uh, Mikael yeah. Antonio still is he undecided? I think I we talked know. about that last week, right? Yeah,
1: I, I have no clue really, but he would be very helpful on that team. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think so. The first three are pretty solidified. I feel Mexico, the U.S., and I Canada. Think so, Yeah. So yeah. the fourth spot is the one that's going to play the playoff with a, a, a team from Oceania. Every or time Asia. there's
0: a there's a break though, it, it seems like one of the lesser teams. Like Honduras, El Salvador, or um, Panama, mm-hmm. you know, kind of comes out.
1: Yeah, yeah. The last break was of Salvador. Yeah.
0: Right now it's Panama. Uh, uh, well, Honduras too. Honduras was pretty good, and uh, now it looks like uh, Panama, but they lost. They lost this match.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a very like seesaw, you know. Yeah, with with
0: the Central American countries and Jamaica. Yeah, I for think, all we know, Jamaica can just make a huge jump in the next uh, qualifying break.
1: Yeah, I I think that would be a, a little bit unrealistic, but it is all entirely possible.
0: Yeah, well, just strictly because of their players, strictly yeah. because of their their quality,
1: because it's not like they have shit players. The, their their current lineup right now is is very subpar, I should say. Um, but with including the the names that we mentioned, they're a decent team, but you're only as good as your manager can make you guys. And well, say if they did get a new manager, it'd be a fresh start and it'd be, you know, a bumpy road. And it's currently a bumpy road with this manager who's kind of random. I, I got to say uh, Canada's
0: yeah. keeper, the bootleg Darlow, just uh, annoys the fuck out of me
1: uh yeah he's, he's just he, got that face man yeah no well that's the type of dude that will kind of bump in bump into you at the bar while he's about to order a drink from the bartender yeah like un- totally unnecessary but he's just that that type he, of dude. he
0: wants yeah he uh often uses words like alpha and beta and yeah. uh, He's and, like,
1: what's up bro yeah probably drinks like a monster or two a day yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah um but anyway uh I just looked at my computer right now and and um, staring at Hector Herrera, I'm like, why am I looking at him? And I forgot that I was looking for his age.
1: Mm. I had no idea that he was 31. Yeah, I thought he was younger than that for some reason. Well, he's had a, a long and successful career in Spain, in particular. I well, mean, whoa, well, yeah, like he it went feels from Portugal long now. Yeah, yeah, I should yeah, say I in think Europe. He's, in yeah, general. I think it's
0: his fourth season with Atletico now.
1: Yeah, so I mean, he it feels like it ages. Yeah, yeah, and and in Porto as well. You know, I just and he's always been in the thick of things and. I feel like he's one of the the best midfielders I've seen for Mexico. Um, completely, you know, Guardado is the other guy that you think of in, in this current generation since like two thousand. You know.
0: Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of. I other can't examples. really think of any others, but it's well, Alvarez. Is really putting a stamp
1: there, though. He's he's up there. Um, I, you know, but he might he'll get there eventually. I think he can. He can. It's just um, he's occupied more as a defensive option. I feel. As opposed he's a to six him. yeah, and 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 that's you can still be very impressive from that position. I just feel like Guardado and and Herrera is more similar to Edson Alvarez. If we can make a spectrum of who's more of an attack minded player, uh, a very clinical player, I might add, uh, and a very precise player, I think. Oh, he's got such good passing. Yeah, Guardado in that in that sense, I think over, oversees them, but you know if, if you're looking for more oh, of a defense man
0: i would put i would still put achache over guardado in terms of passing
1: uh like i their don't long know. balls and stuff what i like about achache is his effort and also his defensive capabilities but mm. I, I, he can also pick up they pass both as have well. like
0: an amazing work rate. yeah they're very prime similar for prime
1: they're very similar and uh you know jonah gutier uh jonah Los santos i should say mm-hmm. uh he was he's periphery to them as well but he's not quite there for me but you know, I think uh, that's an area that Mexico will have to, you know, solidify going forward, and and hopefully find the the sharp teeth to come out once these guys, uh, uh you know, recite. Uh,
0: yeah, I think so. Sebastián Cordova is up next. I was kind of hard on him early on, but he's starting to win me over. Just uh, just off his work rate and his obvious ability to to play the ball. Um, obviously not as good as those guys just yet, but I know he's getting interest, and. Uh, I know, I'm i not an America fan by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, i got to give them credit because they keep just producing players and sending them to Europe and giving them uh, their future. And so now uh, that is Lainez. Uh, I'm, I'm
1: sure it's, it's correlated in some way to like their funding and the way they operate. Uh, oh, of course, in, in yeah, terms I mean, of like, yeah,
0: they're the biggest spenders. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah, it translates, you know. But, and they don't
0: impose limitations on their own uh, – Uh, Players that they sign or get to their academies. Um,
1: Yeah, well, and they also, in some way, I don't know if it's the agents or the ownership of the club, but they have have established a a road to Europe, and they haven't made it so difficult to negotiate for players, I feel, you know, going back to a lot of other players that have come through and played, played over there, like Raul Jimenez, who, in my opinion, is my favorite to come from America. But, you know... They, 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 I think they've become the, the powerhouse, the, the academy that's really, pre- you know, it's like a conveyor belt to Europe now. Yeah. But, and Chivas is as well. Just I feel like America has edged them in that respect a little Ch- bit. Ch- well, again, Chivas limits
0: themselves. And uh, I mean, you can only get better playing with people from different um, cultures and countries, especially uh, uh, America, who always has good Colombians. They'll get Brazilians now and then Argentinians. Uh, I don't know if you remember Claudio Lopez. Yeah, yeah. He went. He, he was a, a really good player at Inter and then came to America and stuff. And I think that's mm-hmm. really what turned it around for America to be c- continuously just up there. They're always one of the best teams. Always. And uh, that's not, I can't say the same thing about Chivas. Even though Chivas has a pretty good academy and have pretty good players coming out, it's just it's not the same thing as America because they do put limitations on because of who they can get. They try to keep them as long as possible, and they don't really let them live their aspirations out into Europe.
1: Right. But, yeah, man, um, you know, this we're, like you said, we we have Mexico and El Salvador set to play and start in a few minutes. Yeah. That's going to be a fun watch. I, I predict Mexico to win. Uh, I will say they are playing in El Cuscatlan in, in El Salvador.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not a great pitch in terms of uh, footballing, uh, you know, aspects in terms of the way you can zip passes. And it's not going to the grass isn't going to be delightfully cutted like it'd be at the Etihad or at the Bernabeu. (laughs) And another thing will be the crowd. They're going to be very abrasive, very, you know, problematic. So that's, you know, those factors, I think, go into play in in a game like this. But I still see Mexico winning. But I think it'll be a tight one. You know. uh, Like a 1-0. I've been hearing a lot of, uh, really? Well, that's what they did in the Gold Cup. And they had just as, as much of a strong team, I think. And and I mean, it was a deserved win. Although El Salvador had their chances that they couldn't capitalize on. Yeah. And overall, the goal came in on a deflection, which still counts. And you know, but I'm just saying, it was it was a tough game. It wasn't easy for Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, Mexico's not.
0: I don't know. There's something about the team that's just not right. I, on in terms of the lineup and the players. They should be better than they are playing right now. Anyway, I don't know. I, I can't really pinpoint it exactly. It could be a few things like uh, letting uh, a Guardado play seventy minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Guardado's a thirty-minute player these days, uh, if that. Uh, but I, I wanted to talk about because a lot of people brought up how Estadio Azteca is not not really the you know the, the feared ground it used to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I think I've voiced this opinion a bunch of times. Uh, I don't really think, uh, home field advantage is as big of an aspect as a a lot of people tend to make it seem. Right. I know it matters to, to some degree, but I think it matters when you're there week in, week out or every other week. Like if you're in club level. Yeah. I think it matters more, but for let's say Azteca and for Mexico, what it used to be that fortress, um, most of those players aren't playing. The starting players, most of those guys are in Europe, so getting there is as much of a hindrance as it is to the opponents.
1: I don't think it's so much about the, the well the traveling. altitude.
0: The altitude for um for Aztecs, Azteca was like one of those low key benefits.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think it's it starts with the fans. The fans play a big role in the environment. I know maybe you might not think it's a big deal, but I think in these games, especially based on how pass passionate the fan bases are and how abrasive they can be, I was just going to mention that I think a lot of times these international atmospheres are some of the the most hostile. Uh, well, for uh, sure, I think they're more passionate than right. the club, and and it and the, the the whole narrative of it isn't true for every club. I feel not every club has that atmosphere. Uh, City doesn't have the same atmosphere that I feel like a, a Anfield can generate. Or uh, Bernabéu, especially when they're heated and they're whistling. Things like that, you know. Um, that, that, I think, does play some, some degree. It does make it a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the great I teams, think, I will say the great teams don't let it phase them, though. So yeah, if that's the point if you're, you're like
0: If you're Mexico going to El Salvador, I, I think the influence of the crowd is going to be less than if you're Salvador going to Mexico.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. you are not used to it. Well, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say... I think it's pretty equal in that respect but it varies like uh, cause the thing is um, cause the, the same way that the Azteca is going to be packed out with, with Mexico fans you know uh, El Cuscatleco is going to be packed with uh, El Salvador fans Right. but what I do uh, like I think in, in case of like the Azteca the, the field is maintained much better and it's it's a nice field and I feel like El Cuscatleco is just like a college field it's not that great but you know, going beyond that, I think different teams have different advantages. Like playing a game at the Maracanã in in Brazil, mm-hmm. when Brazil's playing as the home team is, is a tough game. There certain nations that have it. Mexico is one of them, though I will say. But yeah. I think El Salvador is too, and we'll see. We'll see. We can judge later. But I, I always felt mm-hmm. that it's a tough game. Yeah. Um, uh, uh. How big is it? It's uh. I don't. It's not entirely big, but uh, it's fenced off even because of how hostile the fans are and, and, <laughs> the, and the, the, the stuff they do like they throw stuff uh, which is not I don't I'm not a fan of by the way and I think it speaks and shows bad of of, of the team and the culture and the nation but all that stuff does go into play I think and um, I'm, I mean I'm sure you can pull it up there I want to say the capacity is probably like maybe 28k which He's is not a lot compared, compared to the Azteca mm, but stadium if I can say it's passionate, it's it's pretty passionate. Estadio Cuscatlan, oh, it's got a pretty good capacity, uh, forty-four thousand. Oh, okay, never mind. They probably expanded it recently. I mean, that's a nice pitch. It's okay. It's okay, but Alianza. Oh uh, yeah, that's the team from uh, the capital, San Salvador.
0: Hold on, it's saying fifty-three
1: thousand. If oh. it's above forty, that that's a good. It's size the largest stadium. stadium
0: in Central America.
1: Oh no, kidding, huh?
0: Yeah, record is fifty five thousand, standing room only.
1: Well, we learned something. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's a it's a you know, and I remember it because they they played uh, when they played the U.S. and they had them draw there. Um, wow, I mean the the anthem was you know something very special, and if you're a fan of the team of El Salvador, it definitely like can affect the the emotions I feel, but. I think Mexico is talented enough to surpass that, but we'll see. I that's why I don't think I don't see Mexico rolling over uh like El Salvador like that, you know. I don't see it being a three oh king like Canada Canada did. Oh uh, well El Salvador is playing in Toronto as well, which I think that's that's different a different set of problems, except for Eric Zavaleta who plays for Toronto FC. But you know, yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be a good game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my main thing is uh, getting, uh, you know, moving forward for, for uh, Mexico is uh, figuring out that attack because one, one game, Chuki's playing good and Raul, Jimé- Raul Jiménez is pretty con- consistent, but, you know, it's always one of the wingers that's not really performing up to par to either uh, Chucky or Tecatito, who have not been playing all that great. Tecatito hasn't had the best start to the season, club and country, and, uh, you know, we say that, while well, he was the best player for the, in the Gold Cup, right? Yeah. And, and in the League of Nations. Uh, so he had a good summer with Mexico, and all of a sudden he falls off a cliff form-wise um, to the point where there's even talks of if he, if he should even be starting. I think he's the kind of player that you let him work through his, work through
1: his uh, down period. Yeah. But when you say starting for the national team, starting or, or like for Porto? Oh uh, no, for the national oh, team. Oh, okay. I I think you have to start them every game. Yeah, man. yeah,
0: it's, me too. It's well, and that's another argument: is you do you always start your best players? I think
1: so. Oh shit!
0: There's a there's a little scuffle going yeah, on. Yeah, I've been
1: watching it the whole time, but it's 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 very meager. It's it's um it's nothing like baseball or, <laughs> but there there's been just words tossed back and forth from with both teams. wow I, it looks like it's, it's much ser- much more serious than it is i'm gonna quickly take a peek at twitter
0: <laughs>
1: see what they're yeah. talking about
0: but uh uh anyway um yeah so if they get that that front three working the the two wingers and uh and Raúl Jiménez connecting, and Raúl Jiménez has been playing not too bad. He's been
1: linking up really well. I think he's playing. He's getting better each month, you know. Yeah,
0: and we gotta remember he just started playing again like three months ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, less than that, right? Uh, about, about because I mean, outside. would say oh, he, he was doing like preseason. He, he's two. been training for three months. Let's yeah. say I think official matches like two, two months maybe. Yeah.
0: So he's been slowly working into it, finding confidence, but he's playing pretty good. It's just getting that connection with with Chucky and Tecatito. Uh but I am curious to see if uh, if uh, him and uh, Rogelio Funes Mori can uh, Funes Mori if they can uh, share the pitch and and do a, a two striker formation at some point. Yeah. No. Oh, well, I'd yeah. be interested. I, I'd definitely be interested. You, you know, you can't can, really ride yeah. up so high with the the two wingers, and maybe one of them has to be sacrificed. Yeah, or you sacrifice a central uh, midfielder as well.
1: I, I love that. I, I love the idea because you can still have Decatito operate as a fox winger. He's going to be more of a right mid, or he can even play left mid if needed. But, he can play right back. Well, he can play right back as well. Yeah, but he can play right back anytime. I feel, which that's another topic we can talk about Mexico's fullbacks in a second. But I like the four four two because it also strengthens you defensively because um, you can drop back and, and play two lines of four. Which is, I think, very uh, you know crucial in international football. I think it's a style that adapts well for players that don't practice every week. So I think if if Mexico do switch to four four two, I would. I think would, I think it would be successful. Um, but this is not their best era for for strikers. You know, I would have loved to have seen that at the time when it was Jimenez, Chicharro, and uh, Peralta, or anybody else. Right when I mean, you're talking about you have two studs up front, you sub one off, and you have a guy who's still pretty good. You can't really say that today, can you? I mean I mean I'm not saying Orive uh I mean not Orive uh, Orbelín Peneda is, is bad, but he's I think he's not the, the notch that used to be held at the um, striker position. Well yeah, he's
0: not even a striker to begin with. Yeah. Um I, I just wish that some of the guys that were there are supposed to be coming up would already develop, like JJ Macias and uh Alexis Vegas is kind of coming up. I don't yeah. know if I would consider him a striker, My though. The trophies. Uh, Salibar, who was supposed to be really good, too. Yeah. Those yeah. guys just didn't, haven't been panned fully out. And J.J. Macias is still young. Yeah. Salibar, yeah. too, for that matter. How about Eric El Cubo Torres? Uh, maybe. He's not, he's not old. He's what? not old, no. But he's not. There, there's yeah. a bunch of guys that just haven't quite. And also, we got to remember, like, the... Raul Jimenez is that much better than. Well, no, no, that's my thing. It's like he—if he's the standard, then okay. Let let's wait for someone to be better than him to start them.
1: So you start you start uh Jimenez uh, for sure. and starter. Who's his, who's the? Uh, you think the best candidate to be the supporting striker in that system? But, you, with the two striker formation. Yeah, yeah. So Jimenez is a automatic shoe in my opinion. You probably uh, agree. I would still call it chicharro. Oh, okay. So see that—that's what I'm trying to get. Yeah. at. But I don't know we have to see it right we have i i agree that he should be called up by the way but i'm saying i want to see him have a few good games of form to merit that start um yeah but you know we're not going to know until it happens and tata seems to have dog housed him already so yeah and he's kind of gone up and down in the
0: mls he started up super hot in the season for mls and he cooled down he got injuries
1: and uh but he's uh he's got a decent amount of goals for he's up there he's like in the top 5 I want to say I haven't looked at I, it Lately I, I, But I mean, if he's not Top 5 He's for sure Top 10
0: Oops Let's see here
1: uh, Right now Pepe's at like Top 3 I think and Or top 5 For sure And uh, If I remember correctly The league leader Is this Hungarian dude That plays for uh, For sporting Kansas City
0: so Kansas Lloyd. City Huh
1: Yeah Kansas City Is a nice little uh, Become a nice little Hotbed for talent too
0: yeah, they they're investing a whole lot. They even uh, almost signed a uh,
1: Cinco. That's right. And they have a uh, they have Alan Pulido currently playing there another guy that, you know, we would have hoped by this point in his career would be mm-hmm. maybe a, a good candidate for that position as well. Yeah, and uh this season out of 16 games, Chicharito's got 12 goals. That's not bad. That's a very good
0: turn turnover yeah, in yeah. terms of uh, goal scoring and two assists. So uh, 14 uh, contributions total uh, out of 16 games. So that's actually not too bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was injured for such a long period of time. It's kind of hard to gauge where he's at. Um,
1: it is. It is. And and his last stints in Europe weren't were a good revelation of what he can offer, I feel. Um, so it's like Chicharito. We don't know what his full potential is today right now we know what, what a great career he's had but today we're wondering right so yeah i think if they do want to play that 442 that's going to be a crucial uh, factor is finding who can accompany him I, I wouldn't
0: even make it a
1: 442 i would make it like a 412 well you can play 4113 one, like what? i mean 4411 sorry yeah but yeah and i think that would be ideal that's probably because, the best position I would uh, do. what you would do is uh you start uh, diego Laine is right behind him have him play the false nine
0: or you can make, you can play it old Jimenez, how uh, how um, Tottenham was playing Harry Kane last year. Yeah. Because he, he can ping a pass, he can dribble. He's got very good technique for a big
1: man. Ping a pass, huh? Ping Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, totally, totally. I agree, though. Ping I mean, that's that's fun. That's fun as a manager to experiment. But, you know, the scary part is to experiment in, you know, this deep into World Cup. Qualifying is a risk. It is a risk worth taking for me but you know I think I would see why a manager would be hesitant to um but yeah we'll see we'll see what what, what lineup they play tonight I I I'm expect interested, yeah. I expect El Salvador to play very pragmatic the, the same way they played the, the United well, States Well the thing about El Salvador is they play balls to the wall and they don't exactly have the size to do that by the way so that's where they get beat often I feel uh or the physicalness Well they just
0: know? they just go for it I yeah. think um which doesn't always work out cuz you can't always employ the same tactic in every match or no, the same the same um you know just the, the same schematic uh and you know they're going to go out there with a points to prove. I know there's there's somewhat of a little bit of a rivalry there anyway. So I'm interested in seeing what uh <laughs> what that game looks like. It's going to be a, a shit show for sure. Yeah. I think I think we're going to see uh, quite a bit of shithousery, if I'm honest. Um. So, yeah, we're at this point right now where everything's culminating, where U.S., Mexico, and Canada are are the top dogs, and we're uncertain about the Central American uh, countries, uh, plus Jamaica. Yeah. And CONCACAF is just being CONCACAF, and it hasn't been without its bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> either.
1: There's been a bunch of dodgy calls. Last tournament to not have VAR, you know, so, I mean... I think VAR would have been very beneficial in this stage of the tournament, but, you know, uh, it's just peak CONCACAF, as we say. And,
0: um, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, and we say that as if there's no other countries that suffer from the same kind of bullshit, you know?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, but we're talking about, like, a pretty high level of football now. I think um, CONCACAF has established itself as a better federation than Asia. I think we've, we've... comfortably become the... Ah, it hurts me to say, and I'll probably get grilled for this, the third best federation in the world. CONCACAF, CONMEBOL. I mean, sorry. UEFA, CONMEBOL. And this is kind of biased, but AFCON is our only competition, really. Uh, And I think... You think we beat AFCON? Yeah,
0: I think when it comes down to it.
1: I know, but then I remember, like, Mo Salah, Riyad Mahrez... Yeah, and and that's fine, but uh, uh, fucking. um, What about the rest of their team? Uh, (laughs) Edward edward mendiac keeper. You know, I mean, like it's it's a decent little team, and maybe we can discuss this some other time. But I, I'm saying. Oh, oh, you mean a best eleven? Yeah, like just like oh, oh, maybe best eleven, or or just as a federation as a whole. Yeah, best eleven of the federation. As yeah, so every country has can can shoe in a player. Oh. But maybe even as a whole. But,
0: but yeah, I, I don't know if I've, I've, I've I'm sure can be filled, field a pretty good team though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's man. hard to tell who's who's okay. who's better, right? Yeah. But um. Yeah, man, I can't wait. You know, I think I, I'm saying since CONCACAF is considered for me, I consider it a, a decent, a, mid, a middle to high level of football now. They'd Before, be kind of cool, though, if they came up with that kind of competition. Yeah, well, we should get in touch with uh, your boy Gianni Infantino. He's trying to sneak in as many tournaments as he can. I don't know if you want to touch on that.
0: Yeah, which which kind of begs the question is, why were they against one that would make them even more money? Uh, the most money. Sheesh. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's more of the same shit. It's uh, the World Cup should occur <laughs> once uh, every two years. Uh, man. Well, I,
1: make it like the Super Bowl, G. The,
0: as of now, as it stands, the idea that the World Cup is a <laughs> Super Bowl. Whoa. As it stands, the fact that the World Cup is in winter, every time I remember it, it just pisses me off. It bothers the fuck out of me. Yeah. Good. Qatar wasn't ready for it when it was. Qatar should be meeting the demands of FIFA, not the other way around.
2: Yeah. FIFA
0: had to do a whole bunch, and we don't even know how how the whole club thing is going to end up next season. <laughs> because yeah. there's going to be a fat-ass World Cup right in the middle. It's a month-long international break. Maybe, it, maybe this is where we experiment the month-long international break for all of qualifying.
1: Yeah. What if they just gave uh, every... You know, every player, every club, just a, like a, a six month break for half of the season to just get back on track with the summer schedule. That would kind of get you heated. Well, I mean, like just for player recovery, because you know how, like, that's a hot topic these days, too, and how players are being run into the ground. Yeah, that would be a great I, PR spin I find for that, them. I
0: find that to be also another thing that, that's uh, being mm-hmm. talked about a little too much as well. I mean, uh, we talked about the whole uh, Burhalter situation where he's, you know, changed seven guys from the, from the uh, starting uh, eleven, you right. know, in in the uh, idea that he was going to preserve their legs. Aren't they allowed five subs? I think so. Yeah. So I mean, it's hard for
1: me to uh, get behind, behind. Whoa. I know they do that purposely, huh? Oh yeah, for sure. And it. Anyways, but mm. yeah Fucking Middle yeah, yeah Man, beautiful stadium in the background, huh? Yeah, that's cool looking. I love that emblem What's that? The Aguilas? What is it? What are they called? Yeah, Cuba America But we call it El Nido That's where the Eagle lands Yeah, you could catch that every weekend Liga MX, baby League leaders in, in championships I don't care if they split it I don't care I don't care <laughs> nah, I just care Nah, I'm just trying to be like the obnoxious... Chief, I mean, the uh, Arsenal... I mean, America fans. I said, like, three different clubs felt like Jose for a sec. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, man. Um, I'm excited for this match right now. But going back to what you were saying about the five subs, I think it's beneficial, but, you know, it's just the fact that there's games every three days. Like that, I think that is a big deal because even clubs struggle with that. Imagine a national, a national team that... Well, that's you know, my point is that, a lot they, of players. that they
0: should be used to it. Sheesh. I mean I, I can understand if the MLS guys don't.
1: Well the guys trying to make profit will totally agree with you man. Which, you know, that's part of the, that's the name of the game. Yeah, if you're
0: But but that's not my my gripe with uh with the uh World Cup other than it being in the in the winter, my gripe is with it being every 2 years.
1: Oh, well that's yeah, I don't think that's something that should occur, you know.
0: Uh Like but- and uh, also another thing that pisses me off is we know that it's in the name of profit. Like, there's no question that it that it's not. Yeah. And there's not as much outrage for it as well, the last time that we were looking at teams for making more profit.
1: Well, Qatar got the the World Cup on the technicality of bidding. They 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 were the highest bidders, and I'm sure they're like, okay, we'll slide you this extra bill, and just allow a six a six month delay so we can finish building these stadiums and so we can profit more uh paying immigrants from all around south asia cents a day um so they can make this you know happen which is is true which is what has been happening which is the darkness behind the qatar world cup and that's that's problematic in itself too well yeah but the show must go on
0: the process is crazy um You know, you think about that morality and stuff, and it's uh, you know, it enters the conversation at some points, but we don't have any really bearing any real bearing on that. And if we're honest, it happens in all of the world cups where the countries aren't as developed as, say, the United States, Mm. Mexico to an extent, um, and a lot of the European countries like Germany or England, and If we're honest, maybe the Asian countries too, like Korea and Japan, but Brazil, the one that was in South Africa, a lot of those stadiums were built with the purpose that the World Cup was coming, and a lot of them now are collecting dust. You know what's right? A lot of people died making those. You know, (sighs) so much, so much bullshit. So there is that
1: to consider as well, and we we forget that people die all the time to Qatar. Uh, People die all the time. Yeah, nah, but you know, a cool tidbit. I was hearing that. It's very likely that SoFi Stadium in you know in Inglewood is going to be the World Cup final, uh, uh, you know home you know the oh. stadium. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm ready to rack out and just like whatever it is going I'll, to debt. I just want to have that ticket like punched in so I can be there, bro. Because imagine how amazing that'll be—a beautiful stadium. I have yet to go, but I've seen like videos. So I mean, sheesh. Yeah.
0: No, I hope there's enough, um, you know, pizza to go around.
1: Oh well. There's always enough of that. It is the city of dreams, isn't it? Or actually, a city of champions. That's what Inglewood is. Um, That's right. Uh, home of Paul Pierce and a few other notable Well, musicians. originally
0: the, the forum, the fabulous forum with ah, the Lakers.
1: Oh, fuck the Lakers.
2: i ah, just
1: kidding. Nah, nah, nah. Respect, respect. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of
0: European football, um, the League of Nations... Uh, was it both games that happened after the pot, or was it... Nah, it was no, just we, It
1: was one game and, and and then the final. And the ah. one game we were waiting on was uh, Belgium versus Italy? No. No, that was the third place. No, it was, uh, it was Belgium
0: versus um, France.
1: No, well, that was the final, but there was a game leading up to that. We only had one finalist at the time. Yeah, it was Belgium versus France because it was Spain spanking uh, Italy. Oh, did they? No, uh, I know they did, but I for some reason thought the game was after, uh, like on the Thursday. Yeah,
0: but, there was there was the Thursday game.
1: Oh, that's the one that we haven't discussed yet, right? Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was uh, the the, the polemic, the controversial. Um.
1: um oh, now I'm fix- now I'm fucking him up. No, because okay, so uh, yeah, uh, Belgium lost to France, and France got to the final. We did witness Spain beat Italy. So, that's that's sorted. I forgot what the yeah. controversy was in, in the Belgium no, game. No, no,
0: because I'm thinking of Sunday's game.
1: Oh, Sunday's game, the controversy was the offside or not offside. Um, where Eric Garcia <clears throat> seemingly plays Mbappe on, despite him being offside slightly.
0: Yeah, but the Thursday's game was Belgium leading 2-0 to zero against France. Mm-hmm. I think in the first half, Right. Right
1: and uh yeah france get a penalty i forget how uh griezmann drew the penalty yeah and then um you know the second goal was i think benzema well, as, yeah. as he's falling back fade away and then the best goal of the game in my opinion theo hernandez you know a great strike with his left foot and that's all she wrote 3-2 remontada fc since we're talking about Teo Hernandez and I know I'm going to forget, Lucas Hernandez's brother today was taken in by authorities for violating a um, restraining order. So I just want to get that in there. A little bit of news. Very important for you Byron fans. Because now that, that center back depth is and that defender depth is really shallow now. You know, they lost Alaba. Skriniar can't seem to be healthy. Um, not Skriniar, sorry, Sule. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, getting back on topic. Yeah. Um, then France. So France wins the game. Yeah, France wins 3-2. to two, They
0: turn it around. And yeah. I remember when we were watching, I was like, Remontada? it yeah. was kind of like a joke as well because France has been underperforming in the last
1: yeah couple of
0: yeah. years, I, I would say. Since and they've won the World Cup, yeah, they've been underperforming.
1: And it's crazy because Belgium's attack is, is much more, I think, in tune. But in the end, more the, seasoned as the, well. Yes. Yeah, you seasoned, know what I'm saying. the the glaring The glaring errors for for Belgium were in the defensive end, and I don't think that the blame is on uh, Courtois. I don't know if uh, if they
0: were even that bad defensively.
1: I I just feel like if there's five defenders around Benzema, you don't allow him to have that kind of shot. I think defenders playing at a high level. If that was Jules Kounde and and you know whoever they have, Kimpembe... you know. But the
0: Benzema goal was. Um, the good one was against Spain.
1: Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, the okay. one where he
0: whips it to the far corner?
1: Oh, I'm not talking about that one. No. I'm talking about the Belgium game. But the one where he's falling back against five defenders. Oh. And it, I mean, it was, he didn't hit it. He didn't catch it cleanly, but it's hard to when you're fading away. And yeah. it just kind of like bounces uh, in the net.
0: Yeah, man. You know, I, I want to agree, but it, it was a, a really good back to the post play from uh, Benz. Well, yeah. He's a Benzema fan. But yeah, but that, that, I mean, how many line, players are
1: doing that? No, no, my, I know, no, I'm, great goal. I'm just saying that back line is nowhere near world class. Uh, I mean, name one guy. I'm mean, Vertonghen. If, ha- if, should if we're have talking been about, if we're talking about like, like a team that's
0: spreading you wide and getting you on the counter, then yeah. But this is where they were. If if they're catching you like, like in blocks where where the defenders have.
1: I know, you know it's they can not the timing. Yes, yeah, not stuff. in the run of play. I know. Then, I know. then,
0: then we can talk about that. But I think their experience is good enough to be able to to defend something like that.
1: I think if if John Vertonghen is going to a top club in Europe, fans are not happy about it, and that's the point I'm trying to make. That back line is dire. There's no way to, other way to cut it. I mean, it's just, that's a bad back line.
0: and no, well, yeah, their, legs, and, are, and, and their they, legs are gone, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they just can't defend. Their, their twitch muscles are not as fast anymore. But I think France had ease in creating chances because they just put it all on the line and they went for it. And against a defense like that, that's the result you're going to get. You know, Griezmann played well. Uh, Thomas Lamar, what a player. You know, they they have a, a, a talented squad, and it had been a while since we've seen them shine like that. And as for Belgium, I mean, shit, De Bruyne had a game. Lukaku Carrasco shit man I mean they try their best but you can't make up for the mistakes that the guys behind you are making constantly and credit to France they deserved it they went on to the next round and the final they play Spain and they continue their dominance if anything that game was easier for them I felt Um, for Spain? for France oh for France because they won it all yeah 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 And, and Spain yeah just they they just they couldn't defend them you know, for such a—that's a much better back line too, by the way. Um, they just couldn't stop the counter, you know, and I think playing a high line against France is just silly. I might add, and that's how the the final goal came. I don't know
0: why teams insist on doing that when they know that they're going to be outrun. Bayern did it for a good while, well, if and they got away with it because of Neuer. But
1: yeah, if you notice, it's teams that possess the ball a lot you know pe- teams that like to yeah, play because they're, possession. They're,
0: they're shrinking they want to shrink the the area that you're able to operate in Exactly yeah But yeah. when you have someone it, like Mbappe <laughs> and uh Benzema who can who can find you in any situation it's I don't know if that risk is worth it Yeah um uh so yeah France wins and the, and then there was a dodgy offside call and If you're going to look at it, letter of the law, I mean, I guess, guess, but the spirit of the law in this instance, and from my understanding, the spirit of the law of offside should always count Um, the ball kind of, uh, well, I don't think enough blame is put on Eric Garcia for not just trying to blast it out. He mistimed it and and it it was it was a cock up on his part.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that could happen in any play. I yeah, of we're, course. we were only looking at it because it resulted in a goal. But the the, the reality is the final uh, moment where the play dies should have been the offside. But does he
0: know that the guys behind him as well? I mean, Oh man. That that's excusing
1: him of a lot as well. Oh, well, I mean, I, he he's not a he's not in great form right now. He's not a top defender in my opinion. Right. And he made a mistake and he's very young. But I'm saying that, like, we wouldn't be having this conversation if the right call was made, which, in my opinion, was offside. Yeah. And and let's I be agree. honest. Like, if you – if like, say, like, if, if I was watching City and we lost like that, I'd be dummy heated. And if, say, if Madrid lost to Barca like that – or not Barca, any team, you know, like, it, it would leave a sour taste in your mouth for sure because you're like, well, technically, no, no, it's not I, offside. It,
0: it, it's it, – but it is. Oh, I know.
1: Yeah, it is offside. No, yeah. for me, it's offside. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. By, by what people are, are reading as the letter of the law, it's – yeah and
0: and it's to your convenience and that's
1: that's my problem with football these days is that that there's a lot of uh gray space for interpretation of rules and in my mind that leads to lack of transparency which leads to which leads to being able to manipulate results because that should have been an offside but you say oh no he's playing the ball so i don't have to call it that's a little like fine line that you can keep so you don't you can adjust things like that, right?
0: I do like though, I was listening to, um, um, another podcast and they had this, uh, this reporter who, who actually took the time and found in very recent times, uh-huh. like about five different times that this happened uh-huh. in Spain. And uh-huh. it was, I think it was a Spanish ref. So it's like, uh, okay, so there is a precedent for this rule to be called. It's not like a complete one off. It's rare, obviously rare, rare, If yeah. we if we can only come up with five examples, but, but at least in some instance, it's somewhat consistent. Um, again, it's not... I don't look at it as not an offside. The wording needs to be a lot more clear if, if we're going to keep employing this rule going forward. But, um, yeah, it, it is what it is. The, the When I think it was Benzema... Was it Benzema? That passed it to Mbappe. As, as the ball left, Benzema's foot, Mbappe was in an offside position... That it should be right. Yeah. Regardless, uh, I, I think it it matters if Eric Garcia c- controlled it or had it in his possession at any point, but he scuffed it and and mm-hmm. then it, it officially became their their possession. I don't think that makes sense at all.
1: No, no. Yeah, certainly, I, I could see how Spain fans and and you know. Um, you know, just fans of the of the game would be kind of upset by it, but yeah. it happened, and you know. Yeah, so it would have been better to see France win like without that, you know, because I think I still think they were the better team, regardless. But
0: so um, yeah, France finally win another trophy uh, after the World Cup. It's been about you know, it's been three years now, uh, and they've had a couple of chances. Um, what do you think about the Nations League?
1: I think it's cool. I like the format. I think it uh, it keeps all the best teams together. It keeps the best teams accountable by playing the best competition, and it it gives also the lower competition their own group where they can play. It's almost like you're watching league League Two, the Championship, and then Prem. Prem would be you know Belgium, France, Italy, Spain, the best of the best, the cream the cream of the crop, and then you see the rest competing below. Um, and I I've been enjoying it so far. If I'm honest, it's been pretty. It's been entertaining, um, much more than than what uh, the World Cup qualifiers have been. Where it's it's a mix up of all teams, and it should be that way, by the way, because that's Europe. But I, li- I like what the nations like league. countries. Yeah, I-, I like what the nations league does because we get these good matchups. You know, and nothing. Do you think? Um, well,
0: I mean, the nations league is never going to be held to high re- as high regard as the Euros or the World Cup because it's every we year. We don't know that. Well, it's every year, um, and
1: Portugal already won it, and but, uh, what's that? It's just that I feel like people, that's what they want, right? They want a yearly competition to watch, like the World Cup, right? They want it, well, not all people. Well, the powers so, that be. <laughs> yeah, the powers that be. Well, let's just enjoy the Nations League, so that doesn't have to happen, but nah, we'll probably won't, you know, right? We're probably going to have a, a yearly World Cup soon. Oh, man.
0: Uh, dude. Again, I'm not even excited for it, and the fact that there's going to be... I mean, where are they trying to start the the, the bi, biennial World Cup? Is it in the uh, 30?
1: Yeah. And it, would it be in the winter oh, from God now God damn it, Shit. dude. It's just watching a World Cup in the winter just doesn't seem right. <laughs> no, you're supposed to go out to, to a bar, enjoy a pint outdoors. Yeah, outdoors. With the crowd. Out on the grill. You know, at the park, Yeah, radio yeah exactly. If it's,
0: if it's the weekend, invite invite everybody over for the U.S. match, the Mexico match. Yeah. Or uh, Brazil's going to play uh, Germany. You yeah. That just... shit's... But no, we're going to be indoors with the fucking cold. <laughs> Watching. A f- is, it, is it the 48 team? Uh... I believe so. Yeah. Oh, God. Fucking amazing. Three teams per group, by the way. Nice one. Uh yeah, anyway. Uh, moving on from that. What what else do we got? What else happened? I feel like like quite a bit happened.
1: Um What else have we missed? Well, a pretty big thing and I'm I'm kind of heated that you haven't brought it up. Since you since you have a a pretty um a pretty common opinion I'd say, but Newcastle oh. being bought out by Saudi oh, whoa, consortium. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. What do you, what do you make of that, man? Because I know I know you're not a big fan of oil money. You've you've made that pretty clear. Have I? Yeah, you come on, face it. You hate PSG. You hate City. You hate <laughs> Chelsea. I mean,
0: shit. Yeah, well, there. Here's a common denominator. They're all red boys, man. Hey, damn, Chucky's yeah. face never like it never healed up, my boy. Like like he just kind of left it, huh? Yeah. Damn, a few brave Mexico fans in the crowd.
1: <laughs> nah, man. I I think. I one one thing I can appreciate, I don't think that hostility exists where like there's violence, but you know, you never know. But I don't think so. Uh,
0: Salvadorians I, are good at talking shit. Ooh, Alexis uh, good at the start. That's right. I think
1: we all we all ha- we all can talk shit.
0: Oh man. Yeah. Um Oh wow, Funes Mori got the start.
1: Where's Jimenez?
0: I don't even know who this guy is. Does he sell paletas? Fuck. Mexico's anthem is a banger, though. I I, uh, I must say, that's well, that's biased. I I guess.
1: Yeah, of course, but I mean it's your it's your anthem, so you have every right to have those feelings. Yeah, Funes when, when when is actually that.
0: singing it too. A lot of the. Like dual nationals, they don't really sing the anthems. Yeah, if you well, look around different countries,
1: I feel like they feel the pressure to learn it because a lot of times the acceptance factor isn't always there. And Dust sings it when, when they do the do Did it. Um, and yeah, and all the actual American players are they don't even sing it cause I they don't, don't know the words. Do you? I know the words. Oh, say, can you see? I don't want to sing it Because I'm gotta, not patriotic Now you
0: gotta oversing it Like the dude at the uh, Wilder De- uh, The Wilder Fury fight did Oh He yeah. oversang every single syllable I'm like Good yeah. lord This is barrel. Yeah
1: oh. a, See there's a What's his name uh, Roldan He doesn't know the The anthem But for me like All anthems sound the same I mean really? if Really? Yeah It's, it's oh, more, man. I mean unless you enjoy Classical music My mm-hmm. respect to you I'm never gonna be like Oh this anthem's a banger Unless you have uh, like the nationalism factor of it and that's your country, I see why. There but. are
0: some that are bangers, man. Ah, oh, man, um, definitely not England. Oh
1: God, not England. Uh, you know, Italy's Italy's is Barça's anthem. Uh, no. Uh, see, and that's my point. They also have sound an anthem. Like that. Yeah. Uh, like I don't, I don't know it because I'm not a fan, but they always play it at the end of the game. Man, you could have tri- you could have fooled me. Oh no, I'm a Madrid guy.
0: Uh, through and through.
1: Yeah, well, we won the league last season. <laughs> I'm talking about Atleti. I know. That is, uh...
0: But anyway, um, Newcastle, huh? Yeah. They just uh, they just got bought out by uh, Saudi Arabian uh, consortium, and uh, it looks like uh, they're valued at a pretty high amount now. Yeah, Qu- quite a high amount.
1: Well, that was the interesting thing is that we see them sell for $300, 300, million, $300 million, which is, isn't even the buyout clause that was just announced today for Pedri, which is a $1 billion buyout clause. Don't know what you think about that, by the way, but uh, interesting little tidbit there. But, yeah. Well, Mike Ashley was under pressure to sell for a good while now, right? Yeah, but, jeez. The previous owner. $300 mil. Like, MLS clubs are worth more than that. Do you think At, so? Wait, yeah. are there? They are. They are for sure. The well, Galaxy,
0: of course. Uh, oh, well, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, I forgot somebody said, like, some random team. Like, Minnesota United sold for, like, 800. And the reason why is because it's easier to profit off clubs in the MLS because there's a cap space on spending. So you're not going to shell out 150 mil like Chelsea would or City or whoever, right? It just doesn't happen. So there's rules. So, like, you just profit off of ticket sales and, you know, draft picks and all this shit. It's a great business investment, so if there are any of you investors out there invest in m l s um but anyways, you know, going back to Newcastle, I think uh three hundred mil was awfully cheap for a Premier League team. I thought it would be more expensive
0: yeah, because don't they make more per year from their t v ranks They make a lot yeah don't but I they know are, I know, it, I know it like tapers, obviously like Manchester United and Arsenal and uh-huh. Chelsea and City, they're going to get more than Burnley,
1: right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And you also get prize money. And as you go up to down, you get less and less. But they still make a ton of money from, from TV money. So I don't know why. Yeah. That, I, I do feel like it's a low number, 300 million pounds.
1: Yeah, I mean, Neymar went for 200, right? Transfer fee.
0: Yeah. That's so you're going to pretty me,
1: insane.
0: I mean, if we think about it, is Neymar like, just as good as... A whole of 60 per- 66% of Newcastle? I think so.
1: Maximine is a bargain then, huh? Fuck's sake. Well, as it turns out. Yeah, but, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, a part of me is, is happy for Newcastle fans and what they're about to enjoy, the the ride they're going to go on. But somebody said something pretty interesting. Like They're like, we're all assuming that they're going to spend big. We don't know if they will, you know. That's entirely up to them. It is, despite I, how big their wallet I don't, is.
0: I don't think they would, because they were denied last season, if, I'm, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, and they I don't f- think they tried would keep to buy pursuing it if this wasn't like a major investment or hobby for them. Well, even hey, yeah, that pitch
1: looks good. Hey, actually, looks decent. Looks pretty good, huh? But oh, you know what it is? Is that it's normally raining a fuck ton. I think they've had the benefit of weather this time around. Cause once it rains, that shit's getting. Uh, it gets real muddy real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could kind of already see some of it, uh, which is, like that's not something you'll see in in you know top level European yeah. football. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. Um, I, I can't wait to see what kind of implementation of transfer policy they, they'll do. You know, like what kind of players they'll go after. But the first uh, chess move is going to be at manager, apparently. Uh, they're looking at relieving Steve Bruce of their of his duties. Rightfully so. He's a mediocre manager. Uh, maybe slightly above that. It's funny that he knows that he's being
0: fired. I think there was a quote out there saying that he's going to be fired or he knows he's going to be sacked.
1: Yeah. I'm going to lose my job. Oh, he's fine. He'll be fine. He'll get another job. Because he hasn't he hasn't been bad with Newcastle, you know. Well,
0: um, he didn't get them relegated. And but if and that's your if that's gonna be your barometer, like when we're signing, he's like, hey, your main job is to not get relegated. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not like you're big Sam. Yeah, but now if we're that, honest, big Sam is probably better. Uh, I'd say very similar, very similar, but you know, Steve Bruce has have, has had better weapons to his disposal, a little exactly. bit better funding. But now with uh with the funding they're gonna get. And we're expecting them to use. They're gonna have to get a better chef in the kitchen. And there's been a lot of interesting names thrown around. I mean, obviously they're gonna. You're gonna hear big names. Yeah, and that
0: kid's fast. El Chucky Lozano. Um, I think. Uh, I think they'll do well to to look at the the uh, blueprint that's been. Established by Manchester City, yeah. Manchester City in the first few years, uh, you know, you, you, were, you they were overpaying one because other teams knew that they had the money, and two because they didn't really have that that sort of um, that know-how to know who to get. They didn't have that sporting director that was like, "Hold on, we have a plan here. We have a we have an ethos that we want to stick by." Mm-hmm. Let's. Let's calm down. Let's not get uh Bakari Sanya. Let's not get um uh I don't know, maybe maybe I'm being harsh, but D. Michaelis. Things like that. You these know, these all all these guys won Premier League a Premier League title, by the way. Um, or multiple, but yeah. Okay, fine. But in in terms of how they played with City or whatever, it was over overpaid for what they were bought for.
1: I I don't exactly know if that's the case, but I think, I think that's out of City's control. If I'm honest, because teams know what they're asking for when Man City comes knocking on the door. We saw it this this transfer window, even. So yeah, it, it's kind of unfair to use that as a criticism when people know how big your wallet is. But I, I think City have established a blueprint, and before them Chelsea established a pretty good blueprint, and before them other teams have established pretty good blueprints based on funding. It's no secret. It's pretty easy to do, actually. It just takes a few years because you have the funding. It's the teams that can invest to have trouble, you know, garnering that success. But I'm excited to see what kind of scouting they're going to do. And my prediction is it's more of an educated guess due to the new Brexit laws and and the way transfer policies are being held in England. Now, it's going to be easier to fast pass passports from South America. Uh, Into England now, rather than like uh, going for Portuguese or or players in in the European Union, which you know there's a big rift there. So I'm I'm anxious to see what Newcastle is going to do. They already have history with with South American players, Ayose Perez, uh, Miguel Almirón right now, Fernandez. I mean, just a a ton of players. Um, So I I anticipate them to invest there, and it's going to be cool to see. You know, Tiago Almeida. Uh, players like Keiki you know in, in, in uh, the Brazilian Serie A I think there's a lot of talent and this is is a,
0: he a city
1: oh he's uh, for sure going to city yeah yeah but I'm saying like those kind of players from there um, you know they're, they're available uh, and you know they're you know Lucas Paqueta went to Lyon not too long ago another great pickup like I think there's a he's a bum uh, er- Ernie wouldn't like that too much he's a he's a big uh, Lucas Paqueta believer All uh, right. Good. Good for him. Uh, I can't have to judge his whole character based on that now. Ah, uh, yeah. But, no, I mean, point being, though, I think there's a goldmine of talent in South America, you know, not only in Brazil. Well, yeah, I
0: mean, but that's not something that we don't know.
1: No, but it's something that can be highlighted even more now because, like I'm saying, that's not something that's always been characterized with South Americans into the to Premier League. If if we look at players that have come that are South American, they usually come from Spanish clubs, from Portuguese clubs, from other clubs, French clubs. Uh, you know, you look at Aguero coming from Atleti, mm-hmm. uh, Suarez coming from Ajax, and the list goes on. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, well, that that's going to be a thing
0: in general for most Premier League clubs. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's just going to be an established sort of. Um, a resource that that Premier League clubs are gonna have to exploit because mm-hmm. the whole um Brexit thing is <laughs> I mean And they're better fish well, for it. You know we <laughs> will we'll leave that for the uh for the uh foreign politics pod. Yeah. But um I think um I think they should look back to to other teams that have gotten big money and seen how they spend it. I I'll immediately anyone that's a free agent or that's a big name Newcastle's going to be thrown into the conversation. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Regardless if we know how they're going to spend it and I mean we can't kid ourselves into say that they're not going to throw a bunch of money into their problems.
1: I think that's the they have that luxury now. You know? oh, yeah. I mean a- any team would. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, the, they're going to they're going to definitely dip into the into the um checkbook and and get stars and stuff, but immediately the first name that I saw—I think it was this morning—oh, Aaron Ramsey is like those kind of names are ones that you don't want to go for because mm-hmm. you're going to overspend and you're going to get underperformance from someone like Aaron Ramsey was a serial underperformer.
1: Um, Premier League experience, though.
0: Premier League experience, and he
1: wasn't all that great there. Well, maybe, he, maybe some Arsenal fans uh, can can talk me out of that. I like I like them at Arsenal, but I think injuries curtailed his career. Sure. I don't think he's the same. I don't think he's the player he used to be. So I don't think it would be a wise investment. I, it
0: would be a terrible investment.
1: I and, have seen another, and rumor. the rumor was three years. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that's. But but it depends mm-hmm. in what function you want to use him as well. Like if you're if you're planning on making a team so deep where, where Ramsey is just a rotation guy, or you know, some some, optics some are th- good. Yeah, and then that's that's okay, right? But. I also saw the rumor for Wesley Fofana as a center back. I think moves like that would be much better. Younger talent, even though uh, Wesley Fofana is injured right now. But you want to go for players like that, I think. And that's, that's, that, if well, I was a sporting director for Newcastle, that's the way I'd go. You know? Well, that's,
0: that's the first thing that they should establish is a big, important sporting director. Um, someone that has a vision. And then one of the biggest names already being mentioned, is not even a player, is uh, Antonio Conte. Right. And we, we both know that Conte only works because of his assurances and money yeah. that's going to be, well, yeah. you know. He's uh, earned that
1: right now. Yeah,
0: no, sure. 100%. Yeah, because you
1: your typical coach can't make all those demands without having that repertoire already. And I mm-hmm. think he's a fabulous he, man. Uh, I think he's, maybe,
0: maybe you're going to call it blasphemy, but I think he's in that stratosphere of uh,
1: uh, Pep and Klopp. Yeah, I mean he's still little bro to them, but he's he's, he's <laughs> the closest for sure. He's like the middle brother. I, w- I wonder, and and I'm not trying to take the piss, uh, but shoot. I wonder
0: how much uh, spending uh, Conte has had. Yeah, in in all the teams, uh, Juve, Chelsea, and uh, now um, in Inter, where he won a title most recently. Yeah, I wonder what his spending has been compared to Klopp and Pep and and Flick and and Tuchel.
1: Mm-hmm. Well. And the, Ole, to, for that this, matter. The spending <laughs> isn't as much, but, but the silverware isn't as much either. So, it, it's it's a common formula, you know? Like, yeah, you can... Wait, we can he, talk, won,
0: he won with all the teams that I mentioned.
1: Yeah, but you're not going to compare... The silverware the tri- is there. No, nowhere near Pep Guardiola's. so... And it's because he spent, but Pep Guardiola has about to be f- uh, possibly five Premier Leagues. So, like you, you can't make that comparison. Oh, you can't. You, you, no, don't do that. No, no, because <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No, no, because there's proportions. There's proportions. If you're if we're gonna po- talk about two hundred million spent, well, there's two or three Premier League titles for that. And uh, you know, so like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but, but don't, don't say, oh, almost five because he only has four. Oh, no, he yeah, almost don't has do Don't claim
1: a fifth one yet. No, no, no. Okay, well, he has four. That's okay. still, that's still, like, that's amazing. That's a lot more than Conte, but Conte hasn't had that money. So if Conte would have kept his job at Chelsea and he would have c- continued to get that money, I'm sure he would have still continue to be successful. But money is necessary. Mm-hmm. We saw how much money Chelsea spent even without Conte. No, well, uh, um, Chelsea's, Chelsea's a big money clip. Yeah. Everyone. And uh, I think... What's, what's going on with this guy? It's no secret that Conte's best season was with one of the richest clubs in Europe. So well, he was also with Juve, and he, he had a pretty sustained... Well, Juve is... We know, we know what the deal was in Serie A, but, you know, that's still impressive, but that's like Steve Gerrard w- winning at Rangers, you know? That's like uh, one of the better... Well, that's one of the better clubs in Scotland, you know? I hope Nestor is yeah. okay, by the way. I, I mean, it doesn't look too serious. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, man, I mean, it's one of those things where I, I I rate Conte for sure and I think he'd be a fabulous manager for Newcastle. That's actually the the guy I tip to get the job. Um I think I think so. Yeah, they're tipping also a, a
0: Ah, man. People. I just hope they don't send him in uh like with okay, we're going to spend 500 million and yeah, yeah, you take care of everything. Well, like, here's there needs the to thing. be a, a solid plan and a solid fund uh, uh like
1: a a very um solidified plan or idea of how that team is going to operate it's not going to happen in one year it's not going to happen in two years because FFP exists so that's not going to be possible he's going to be allowed to spend 200 maybe this summer is that
0: um is that a thing for clubs that aren't participating in European
1: it's yeah it applies to any club any club any club in in Europe you know and I don't mean and I don't mean European competition I mean at Europe's top divisions you know FFP applies to every club you know I think uh, they're going to benefit from uh, it being relaxed. Then, well, Let's see I, they're still going to be allowed to spend. But like I'm saying, they're going to have a transfer window like Chelsea. But you can't expect them to drop 500 mil. That's not possible. They're not going to be able to justify that. 200 mil maybe. I don't know.
0: I wonder what, what the penalties are and all that. Um, well, well then
1: you'll get kicked out of European competition. You know, like you won't be able, you won't be allowed to compete in like the Champions oh. League and. And, like, I wonder, your uh, trophies will get nulled or whatever. I wonder
0: how that's going to function for them as well then.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're still going to spend a lot. They're going to spend more than, than most clubs. But it's not going to be an infinite amount because um, that would be insane. That would be crazy because if that were if that were the case, imagine you could transfer in, like, 13 players this year, get rid of the deadwood. That'd be like night and day, but you know it's gonna be measured two hundred here, two hundred there. And Conte is the right guy to establish a, an identity, a play style. Is he that patient? Are they going to be that patient with him? Because let's say you can get
0: three, four players here, two, three players there. Yeah, another two players.
1: You know, so that's three seasons gone, right? Ooh, okay. Ah, oh, oh, I don't even want to celebrate him, yeah, boy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, the thing is, like, we're knocking. You know, it's it's one of those things um where they're gonna spend. And they're going to, I think they'll be patient because we have to remember who they are right now. They're a team in the relegation zone. Let's yeah, not forget. so anything
0: is a win for them.
1: Yeah, no, it, and, and it's going to be as bad. simple as, as finishing 10th place like Leeds did. That's going to be a, their first dub. And after that, it's going to be, okay, now we can finish maybe in Europe, Europa League contention. That's, that's year two. Year three, top of Europa League contention maybe con- competing for the final of the Europa, and then Champions League. It's going to take time. So
0: I, but that's four years. That's nothing.
1: No, I for know. where that. they are right now? Oh, for sure.
0: That's a huge fucking... Yeah, but
1: it's not night and day.
0: And, and But so that is it, night and day. Well, that's... I think, relatively speaking, that is night and day. Well, I for mean... For being in, uh, in for the championship?
1: Are, yeah. For who uh, they are today. When were they
0: in the championship? Two years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah. But for who they are today, and like what just happened, <laughs> and the amount of money, that's expected. That's that's the expectancy. That that's a, a, a realistic trajectory. Well, I think
0: if anyone's under the illusion that they're going to turn around and be Champions League uh, champions next season, then no, know, no, that, that's, that's not, that's stupid and that's and my point. That's yeah. my point. So yeah, I don't think
1: anyone's under that illusion. But in four years, they can compete for that. Four position. or five
0: years, man, that's that's a huge turnaround. Man. City did it in less. Well, City just competed in the first final.
1: No, no, you're you're misconstruing me. I'm talking about when they qualify for Champions League. When I say Newcastle qualifying for Champions League, it's getting the fourth position in England. I don't mean they're going to win the damn thing. That's that's so far away. I know what you mean. That's so far away. And City, my point is it took City four years to become a Champions League team. In fact, it took them three. They started as a Europa League team, worked their way up, and then started finishing in top four in, Mm -hmm. in, in the Premier League, won their first league title, started competing in the Champions League. Their success, yeah, it hasn't been there. I think,
0: I think it all, there, there's also, we have to bear in mind that FFP wasn't introduced until a few years later.
1: Uh, well, after, yeah, City were bought, and, and, they, were, and it was, they only got to enjoy two or three seasons with that. And it wasn't even actually, there were already regulations in place. FFP made it even more stricter. So it wasn't like you can still spend an infinite right, amount. But, but the, the, what we were talking about is the, the FFP
0: that, that was in, in place, that right. would be in place now wasn't in there it, it was a bit looser
1: yeah for sure it was yeah. looser for every single club yeah. not just city yeah and 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 it it got you know it got stricter and stricter mm-hmm. as they started seeing how quick city advance and psg advance and other clubs which i understand it's only
0: because of those clubs
1: yeah pretty much and and it's like well they didn't exist when madrid or united or other clubs got a massive influx 40 50 years ago so it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme but there are rules and regulations and i think it'll be a work in progress for newcastle it's going to take time it's a fun ride though. i mean it would
0: be it would be uh, crazy to see them do that in the timeline that we just said 5 years it would that's a huge turnaround for anybody it's, it's realistic with the money they have going well, with the money that they're going to put in, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. It's going to be...
1: And if any club were to uh, do that... We're know. going to
0: see players tied to them. Imagine hearing the name fucking, I don't know, Erling Haaland uh, tied to Newcastle six months ago. You know, it's like, what?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean... Not to say that he is, but... You no, know, he's not. not yeah. it's, it's a Financially, it's a realistic option for them, whereas it wasn't, you know, even a week ago. Or and, two weeks ago,
1: whatever. And and Newcastle fans must feel like they hit the lotto. Well, they kind of literally did. And I mean well, the, the real did. fans. Yeah, the real fans. And and I can't say I was a real City fan because I didn't suffer through the years of relegation, the years of all that. I started supporting when I saw one of my favorite players go from uh, Real Madrid to City, uh, Rovino at the time. And that was their first big transfer. And I just started watching them since. And there's going to be kids who are going to follow that same trajectory. So I'm happy. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for what it means for the club. Newcastle isn't just your ordinary club. They're a club with history, a club who's had the best forwards to ever playing in the nation, uh, a club who's won titles, league titles, uh, you know, domestic cups, so on and so forth, used to compete in Europe as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm happy for them, honestly, and um, they're in for a ride for sure. And I own a Newcastle kid, too. As a matter of fact. Um, how do you feel that there's a new rival or that there may be a new rival? Oh, I, I think it's cool. I think that's that's something that I wish for most clubs. I wish every club could spend the, that amount, right? Because it'd make for better competition. Well, so there's
0: only so many good players to go around.
1: Yeah. And there's so only- every,
0: every team can't have a
1: billion dollars uh, for spending money. No, they can. It, but it would be a capped system, though, the way that the NBA works. Every team almost has an all-star, if not every other team. It would be like yeah, that. but
0: but Europe, but we're talking about Europe,
1: right? No, in Europe, in, no. Yeah, what I'm saying in, in it can not exist if every if every club in Premier League had a five hundred million billion dollar worth owner. Yeah, it would be like that because if Newcastle's offering Haaland one hundred fifty mil, then Burnley, who's owned by a five hundred billion dollar owner, is going to be like one sixty, and it's just going to be a bidding. One. Yeah,
0: right. There's going to be a bidding, but but what I'm saying is there's only so many good players that justify
1: that sort of spending. Well, but there would be more uh, damn. That ball was out. <laughs> that would be more equally distributed, though. Say if every club had this, the 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 same amount of wealth, right? So it can exist, but it'll never exist because that's not how society works. It's like if I told you everybody that we knew in society was a billionaire, just can't happen, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Will well, only be a selection if everyone's team. rich, no one is. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, but. and and then well, it would lead to just more concentrated.
1: It would it would lead to a lot of problems, man, but. Actually, I don't even know if it's a problem. It's not realistic. It's just more of a case of like it would be pretty much like what the NBA is, you know, in terms of how every team has equity.
0: Yeah. Well, the, and that's why all the 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 talent within the NBA, yeah. and and US's dominance for for that matter within basketball, yeah, is so concentrated. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, yeah. it's the uh, well. I mean, it, it's a it, nation
1: where the sport was invented, so it's expected. Right,
0: right, but but in in Europe, it, it's not concentrated to one country or anything. It, it's very spread out. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, uh, there's that with uh, Newcastle. It's, it's it's crazy. Um. So there there's, are we gonna turn it from a big six to a big seven? It used to be just a big four. Now it's now it's a big six
1: or. Uh, is Big 7 going to be a thing now? Um, well, it's like you have to ask yourself who is the Big 6 and, and who, who deserves to be in the Big 6. I think I don't, I don't pass it beyond 6 for me. I don't add another team. There's teams that are going to drop off, and there's teams like Tottenham who I don't know if they belong in that conversation anymore. Um, or ever were? Well, I mean, it's, it's tough to say. There's the, the typical four historically, and this is before City, you had Arsenal, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. Now it's City. You throw that fifth pl- team in there. And then who's the sixth? Is it Spurs? Is it Arsenal still even? I think Newcastle's going to occupy that position in no time. Uh, Leicester was knocking on the door. West Ham is not consistent enough. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, well, I, I always find it weird when they would call it a big six, right? Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it used to be a big four. And big four was the teams that were traditionally traditionally competing for european spots i think that was the barometer yeah was was making it to champions league and it was always new uh, liverpool manchester united uh arsenal and
1: chelsea
0: i guess chelsea
1: yeah i mean up you know starting ah. in the 2000s yes yeah i guess chelsea before before that it would it would probably be occupied by teams like nottingham forest and Oh no, well that was Blackburn, that was Rovers. like even 20 years before that. Yeah. Um man, did you know that uh
0: that uh Blackburn, yeah, I think it was I think it was Blackburn. Mhm. They turned down Maradona. Oh, they turned Maradona. down opportunity to say Maradona.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that crazy. was crazy.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um Blackburn. Uh I mean, I guess I get it because Arsenal's falling off a bit and they might be back on the up and up we don't know that yet. I like them and still, they've invested still, still early in the season it's slow process dude. yeah um how I find it hard to to shit on Tottenham that bad but, but you know but they, they think they're they're much they, they seem I think the the glimmer of them making it to the Champions League final has come off way way a lot so we can look at them like, you know how something looks, like, really pretty when you're up close? And then yeah. when you back up and squint your eyes, you're like, <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I think that's Tottenham now. And it's magnified by the fact that Kane is terribly off form right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they were always a team that lacked depth, and they, they've been switching managers quite frequently now, and that's a, that's a recipe for disaster for any team, I think. Um so yeah, I mean they've dropped in levels really. They've just they've had a generational player like Harry Kane and Son as well who I have to, you know, give credit to as well. And they've r- ridden it out and that's good enough to finish like top 6 for that point in time, but they're not even that anymore. But I think in the past 5-6 years they they deserve to be in that conversation. But going forward though, that's my point, I they're dropping another team's going to fill that in, you know. And I think uh, Newcastle in a few years are worthy of that. I don't think not even next year but the following they'll start yeah. to get close you know and it's it's hard mm-hmm.
0: to say assuming that they don't make it or assuming that that their money's going to be spent wisely but it's like I, I mean it's just, why isn't why, it says why as, wouldn't it why wouldn't it be right yeah, like why why wouldn't it have uh, panned out yeah it's, it's hard to see it not working out for them well yeah, yeah. To, to that level because you still have to contend with teams that are established. So we're not going to assume that they're going to be champions, right? But they're going to be in the thick of things. Eventually. Yeah. yeah it's not going to yeah. happen like oh, next day. Oh, come or... on, man. What the fuck?
1: I know. I keep seeing players. Keep, down. keep
0: getting scares, man. It's already been. Oh, he knows he's fucked. Uh, Bam. Yeah, that's a reaction. Edson is on the ground. Oh, no. Héctor Moreno. Moreno. Oh, what happened to you?
1: Shit, man. He probably twisted his ankle. Probably, Yeah, probably his ankle. Oh, the, the trail leg, yeah. I mm. don't think it was intentional.
0: No, no, definitely not. Maybe he just kind of busted his uh, instep a little bit.
1: Yeah, that, that kind that of was
0: That was a knee to the instep. Ay, en el hueso. Ay, en el hueso, Yeah. Nah, me chingo, away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, uh, I think that's, that's pretty much everything that happened in Europe I mean major um, mm-hmm. you know there's been no developments on the Basuma thing uh, you know pr- the, the league's back this weekend though and that's something I feel like we're all looking forward to fantasy wise and you know even just to watch, to watch <laughs> know, games man, I'm, you know? I'm
0: kind of on pins and needles to see how the fantasy is going to end up it's uh <sighs> man like one week you could swear you picked out your best team, and all of a sudden no one does shit, or your defender you like your keeper gets a deflected goal or otherwise it was like a five to one or five to zero win, yeah, and all of a sudden you lose your clean sheet, you know um so yeah the the fantasy's a bitch uh do you wanna do a preview sure all right, so uh premier League uh. Starting uh, Saturday, October 16th. Saturday,
1: Saturday. Uh, Watford uh, hosting uh, Liverpool. Watford, Watford. With new manager Claudio Ranieri. Oh, man. His debut. Um, you know, it was funny because they played Stoke. Not them in particular, but or maybe uh, no, uh the last one of the last managers i mean the last time he was managing he played Stoke and they asked him like if if you win them are you going if you if you win them if you beat uh what's it called uh Stoke uh, what are you going to get for your players and if you get a clean sheet he's like oh, i'll get them pizza and they asked him again if you guys you know get a clean sheet against Liverpool what are you going to get your players he's like oh no we're we're going to get a full uh, like full course meal and shit, like dinner and shit. thought that was pretty funny. He's always like a, a good time impressors. Seems like a happy guy just in general, you know. And I, I hope Watford are able to do good with him. But truthfully, I, I see Liverpool winning, though. Uh, they're just in good form right now. A 2-0 win for me. Yeah,
0: I don't see Watford beating Liverpool. But uh, I'm not going to bet on it because when I bet, the opposite happens. Mm. Uh, Aston Villa hosting uh, Wolverhampton.
1: That's a good one. Pretty even teams. Um, But I'll give it to Villa just because they have a little bit more depth. And, um, you know, one of the key players for, for Wolves is still competing at the moment. I don't know if he'll be fresh in time to play, but if he is, uh, maybe like half a, probably like a half or something. Yeah. Uh, but either regardless, I, I just think Villa have a deeper squad. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll take Villa on that 2-1. Uh, to one. Next game up is uh, pretty big. It's uh, Leicester hosting Manchester United. Yep. Um, what do you predicting, Mike?
1: Uh, I have a 1-1 one, one draw. I think Leicester have drawn a lot of games this year, and United... Are not in their best form. I think a draw is not a bad result for either team, if I'm honest. But United probably would want to win it. But just going off of recent form, I'll, yeah, I'll take a one-one draw.
0: I'll take a five-four affair. Nah, I'm just uh,
1: that'd be a classic. <laughs> have we ever have we ever predicted anything like that? Nah, I think we always we're always pretty safe. We're yeah, yeah. we're super conservative. Um, three to
0: two. will go out that's, that's a limb.
1: fair. Yeah, that's a fair assessment.
0: A, Bar- a Vardy brace and. Uh, just, a who's who of United. Maybe Ronaldo here, Greenwood there, Bruno penalty there. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I'll, I'll take a United to win. United. Uh, and then next up is Manchester City hosting uh, Burnley. 5-0. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. 5-0, huh? Well, we always get 5-0 on them. Nah, but realistically, I think it'll be a 3-0. It's time. just a bollocking. Yeah, like a, uh, it's not a team that offers much, do they? Um, uh, I think their their the highlight of their week is uh Sean Dyche's press comments. You know, he's always, he's always up for a good interview, but Burnley is just a boring team and I've been saying this, they they deserve to be relegated, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. And uh yeah, maybe you've learned something today. <laughs> what a prick, huh? Uh
0: I'll take yeah, Manchester City by a beat down. Um Next matchup is Norwich hosting Brighton. That's a good game. Do Norwich get their first points? Mm-hmm. Their first win?
1: Uh, the, I mean, the season tells me no by what, the way things have transpired. But I'll, I'll, I'll believe in Daniel F- uh, Fark and I'll say, yeah, they get a 2-1 win. Yeah? I mean, Norwich is not a terrible team, you know. They, defensively, they are. And I think that's their biggest. And, and, and Brighton is a very good offensive team. Yeah. And defensively, too. No, Brighton's just a good team at the end of the day. When we talk about Brighton currently, that's a top five team, big six, Today. like that. Today, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh are they going to be a Champions League team? Come. No, no, oh god, no, <laughs> oh god, no, nah, but right. that's a great match. Where's that sass, though? Nah, man, he's he's great, he's great. I love Graham Potter, but nah, that team's just not built for that. But you know, sometimes United lose to Villa or or City lose to Spurs. Uh, well that, that's a little bit more allowed right but uh, i'm saying you lose to you lose to teams sometimes and i feel like brighton is this is one that they're gonna like be a little pissed about that they lost and nothing uh josh josh Sergeant brace oh uh, i mean shit. yeah maybe hopeful a for brace. The U.S. hopeful
0: then then all of a sudden we forget about Pepe uh great player uh but yeah wh- Might wh- wh- be. who do you think uh i'll take uh no, I'll take
1: brighton two to zero Two one, maybe. Fair enough. Three one even. Fair enough. Leeds, Southampton. I'll take a Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. Uh I'll say three one myself. I'll take a one one draw. Fair enough. Yeah. And uh next match. Brentford and Chelsea. Man. I'll take a two nil Brent I mean sorry, two nil Chelsea win. <laughs> it should happen, right? Right. Like yeah. that that has to be if, if they get like another sneaky draw, you're gonna be kind of heated. I'm annoyed as yeah. it is. Yeah. And, and we have people actually talking like they're
0: the truth. They're not. Ah. Uh, they're not. <laughs> they're gonna fall off pretty hard. But it's,
1: it's it's a nice feel good story. Yeah, yeah. It's fuzzy. Care. It makes me feel fuzzy. You know, inside. I prefer Bradford in the Prem than fucking uh, Burnley. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't um, mind that. but I want Norwich to stay up, so I'll I'll take Chelsea. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, they're going to fall off hard. I don't know if Chelsea's the one to do it because Chelsea's, Chelsea's not the, the one. The, the way they play, I don't know if they're going to give as much respect to um, to Brentford as yeah you might think they would given Brentford's start.
1: Fair enough. Uh, next match, we have Everton against West Ham United. It's a good game. Because Everton are, I feel like they're an improved squad from last year. I season. think they're pretty even. Yeah, pretty even. I have a two-two draw. And uh, man,
0: I haven't heard too much credit. Oh, <sighs> but uh, what are you crying uh, for, son? Man, he
1: hyperextended his ankle too.
0: they on the way, uh, man. That's a that's a bone breaker for sure.
1: Uh, at least his Damn, foot wasn't playing. Son. It was no, no, not the one that got hit. But I mean, it doesn't. I don't think I, I thought Brendan Aaronson the foul that he got fouled earlier was worse. But the, what makes this one look worse is the fact that he's actually running. But he into got it.
0: studs into his leg.
1: Well, I mean, he gets the ball first, so that's the end of that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> that is an excuse of foul. Oh well, it's the follow through. You can't fault the player for that. He got ball first. You you can totally still get foul. Oh, oh no! I know, I know how it works I'm just saying The guy got ball first And I think that's that, That's what his intention was But If you're in the follow through In the follow through You know That's You hate to see it I think he'll be fine though It like doesn't I'm look like he, he broke his leg No no yeah Cause I'm saying If his foot was like His weight was on his, his foot That's yeah Immediate red card I mean It was in the run of the play Still a dirty play though I'm not taking that away uh, Next um, match though We have Newcastle Why is he
0: coming off? Oh, because you got treatment. Concussion protocol. Uh protocol nah, I have no clue man uh Newcastle hosting Tottenham
1: uh so is Tottenham facing the next big bro <laughs> yeah for sure they're they're growing though right now they haven't hit their their uh their growth spurt as they say you know they're 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 yet to go through puberty right now but newcastle yeah that's going to be big bro soon i'm glad you know Tyneside has been deserving a big team it's been a while sunderland shit they've been shit for so long why do they deserve the black cats so yeah i don't i'm not buying that i'll give it i'm not buying that stock you're not buying into newcastle no Uh, no i mean no uh, as, as
0: far as them deserving
1: it oh well that's a that's a footballing town son you know, it's like, it's like Leeds were when they were in the championship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's nice to see. Oh, and they got an influx of cash, too. And they did. But and that's, that's the formula. Not to, the, not and, to the extent. And but you, you see what they did? Like, they went from championship to relegation battle to t- a solid 10 seed. So, yeah. And nothing. Uh, sticking to the match, though, I have a Tottenham win. 1-0. Goal from uh, Ndombele.
0: I... Uh See a Harry Kane brace.
1: Ah, oh, thanks, man. That'd do wonders for me in fantasy. But the guy yeah, has well, as yet- long as you're not playing me, I'm good. His yet he's yet to even fucking get an assist. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah,
0: man. Uh quite quite a big drop off from last season's uh, leading goal scorer and leading assister, huh?
1: Yeah. You know, you're only as good as you were yesterday, huh? Fuck's sake. But yesterday he was anyway. Yeah, yesterday he was shit. He can't even score for England, for fuck's sake. Anyway, sorry. I, I'm an Arsenal guy, so it's always hard for me to give uh, Harry Kane the credit. <laughs> do you want to do any La Liga? Uh, well, we skipped the biggest match in London. Arsenal we- play Crystal Palace 2-2 uh, draw. Arsenal 2-0. Fair enough. Get in the Ateta. And if I want to do a La Liga uh, prediction... Not really, but we can. Just Barca aren't looking too hot, are they? Well, I thought you weren't a Barca guy. Well, I'm an Aguero guy, and he scored, actually, uh, in a friendly against Cornelia. So we got to give a shout-out to Kuhn. Great to see him back on the score sheet. Where's Cornelia? Well, did he get hurt? No, he's fine. I think uh, he may have to stretch his wahoo a bit. That's about it. (laughs) Uh, In any case, though, um, yeah, we can do a, a league preview for La Liga
0: uh levanta versus etafe come on jj macias (laughs) show us something come on (laughs) please coach let him see a blade of grass for it's it's the prejudice man if you send him to england or portugal yeah they'll play him
1: oh man man hey i don't know i don't know england yeah maybe uh yeah maybe maybe like uh norwich or somebody We got
0: Americans that don't get playing time at Norwich, man. I know. Shoot higher than that.
1: We've we've had We have Americans getting playing time at Chelsea. So I mean, I mean, if we really want to talk about Americans, we can. Chelsea, huh? Yeah, and Anthony Robinson, shoe and starter for Fulham last season. So where's where's Fulham right now? Well, they're in the championship. Well, they're not in the Prem. Layun went to the championship too when he was with Watford. So I don't want to hear it. But when right, we talk ain't, about ain't, the we, prem, we hyping up Lyon like right now, though, are we? At the end of the day, Clint Dempsey has more Premier League goals than Raul Jimenez, so I don't want to hear it. Does he really? Yeah. How many years was he there? Shh, well, I don't have it off the top of my head, but <laughs> well, I could say Well, I mean, both you said it before. with
0: your chest. Yeah. I figured. And you it's would. the truth,
1: it's the facts.
0: D- but it Clint doesn't matter, does Dempsey. it? Clint Dempsey. I'm just curious now uh, at this point. Fair enough. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, he has 57 league goals.
1: Yeah, it's quite a lot, S- isn't it?
0: Six seasons. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. That's decent. That's pretty good. He's all right. He's not six bad. years. About uh, that's uh, less than ten goals a season. But yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's more than Raúl Jiménez. Raúl well, Jiménez's uh, best year was about
1: seventeen, eighteen year. League, yeah. League yeah, goals. are right? Year. Yeah. League goals. And year you said right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so if he plays five more seasons in the Prem. Yeah, I'm sure and, he'd um, average out. The well, same.
0: I mean, Clint, Clint Dempsey's average is less than that, so.
1: No, well, yeah, well, anyway. and, and I'm sure if if Raul Jimenez played the same amount of years, his average would be about the same. Well, let's hope
0: he doesn't let's, get. Let's not, any not just anymore, bank on one uh,
1: season wonder.
0: Let, let's not. Uh,
1: let's not hope that Raul Jimenez cracks his head open every season. Well, you know, if he cracks again, I'm afraid we'll. Have to be celebrating a different reason, but in any celebrate. case, celebrate. Well, I mean, celebrate. Uh, sorry, uh, maybe, maybe maybe U.S. Maybe, fans. Yeah, maybe U.S. fans. Yeah. Um, uh, he met us in three season, two seasons. Well, no, no, no. It's three years. It's, well, that's he signed on
0: loan in the 2018-19 season.
1: Almost four years. Going um, into next year. Well, he had one year where he didn't play a whole season. Well, I don't want to hear it. They <laughs> get injured all the time, man. I don't care if it's a fracture or if it's an ankle. You know, no, a fractured I mean, skull or an ankle—it's an injury.
0: It's an injury, but it's a whole year gone.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, he's got a—he's uh, got thirty-five goals. Yeah,
1: I'm sure he'll catch up. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's so. not
0: to say that Clint Dempsey didn't get injured at Tottenham too. I'm sure well, he. he got, I'm yeah, sure he got quite a few times. He broke
1: a. He broke a. He broke his wrist punching a wall. Yeah. 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 A plastic. Wall. <laughs>
0: Yeah. A plastic, uh, pl- like a pl- plexiglass um, separate divider thing.
1: Yeah, uh, and still played that day, I think, and still scored. Crazy, uh, but you yeah. know that's just goat shit. Anyways, uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, we have to say he's up there with the best Konkakov strikers ever. To I play think so in yeah. the Prem, but you know that's that's yeah. nothing short of of uh, spectacular for what where he's come from, but I think Jimenez and Chicharito as well are, are guys that also applied their craft very well. No. And yeah. Dwight York.
0: Dwight York.
1: uh it out into bagel legend. Landon Donovan. He's all right, yeah. I think... Uh, Who else? Josh Sargent is next. You think, think so? Yeah, maybe. Ah, man. Hmm. Well, you I know... I don't see it. I don't... Oh no, I know. You don't see it now, but I mean like I'm sure like uh when players join a team for their first season there's times where they don't exactly get off on the right foot, right? But with the experience and the time, I mean let's not forget this guy is joined the Premier League at a younger point than Jimenez and Clint and all these guys we just mentioned, so I don't know. Hope wishful thinking on my part as a US fan, but Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, what, what, oh, we're going to, oh, we're talking about La Liga. <laughs> yeah, we to it.
0: track a bit there. Uh, man, we're just dick measuring. Yeah, that's all we're doing. It's just a pissing contest. I
1: I like it. I, don't. I think it's I, funny. I forget sometimes I'm like, shit, we got, we got a, a topic <laughs> at hand, you know, uh, Sociedad versus Mallorca. Uh,
0: yeah, Sociedad is one of the better teams this season. Yeah, they should be winning that. And then, uh, on Sunday, October 17, uh, Rayo Vallecano, uh with the wonderful uh, Falcao story, speaking of strikers, mm-hmm. um, he's got three goals, I think, in three matches. It's not bad. Yeah. Got a brace and one didn't score in the last one. But anyway, Salta Vigo versus Sevilla.
1: That's a good one. I'll take Sevilla, though. Uh, <sighs> probably like 2-1. It's a good game.
0: I think uh, Sevilla is going to stumble a bit. <sighs> well, you'd hope so. They're going to drop points. Yeah, I don't want to say they're going to win I mean I don't want to say they're going to lose but I'm they're I'm, too close to Madrid for comfort I don't so. I don't uh, I don't know
1: Santa Villegas is still a pretty good team no, yeah that's why I, I think it's going to be a tight match yeah. uh, next match though Valencia oh sorry Villarreal against Osasuna um, I'll take Villarreal yeah just on the logic slightly yeah uh, Barcelona against Valencia, uh, I'll take a 1-1 draw for that one. Oh, you know, I'm going to take a Barcelona 1-0. I, I, I want to see Cuneguero play so bad, and uh, it would be cool to see him play against Valencia, you know. Yeah, he's still, yeah, he's rumored to to play. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting. Did, are they
0: doing a two-striker? Oh, is Memphis even a striker?
1: No, uh, I mean, he can, but he's better as a winger. And are they going
0: to start Fati or Aguero, or?
1: Well, the thing is, Aguero's friend, Otamendi, asks Fatih who he is. He's like, who do you think you are? I don't know who you are. You think that's just because you're wearing a 10, you're messy? You're not. So I'm curious if Aguero has those same sentiments about Hansu Fatih ge- being given the 10. Because, um, as you know, he does live streams with Ibai, the, the famous Spanish YouTuber. And they're, and they're like, no, boludo. He's like, no, boludo, ya le dieron el 10 a alguien. And he made a face like, kind of like, uh ah. Like, uh, alguien, like, saying, like, uh, I don't know if he, like, deserved it, you know? But I'm sure they'll get along well. This is just me throwing fuel in the fire. I don't
0: think uh, Fatih deserves a number 10. What Uh, has he done? He's from La Masia. And he's super hyped. And, uh... Should they have given it to Gavi? Well, I think you let the number sit for a bit and let the guy earn it. Give him whatever prime number he wants, 11... All right, Alexi. Uh, 15, Foxy. 17, 19, 21, 23, 27. You don't give him a fucking number 10 right away just because you hype him up. Fair enough. All he did was score one goal and then get injured. Last season. Properly opened. Uh, Granada versus Atlético. Postponed. Uh, Real Madrid versus Bilbao. Man. Postponed. Bilbao. Why is it postponed, though? Ah, pff, man, I guess they're just pussies uh Evil Empire, man, swear. I know, just manipulating the schedule so they can be fresh for a classical next week. Yeah, I know, dude, I swear. Make 4D, 4D chess, 4D chess. Uh, me Alavet sick. versus Betis on Monday, October 18.
1: Betis, 1-0.
0: Yeah, well, I, I'm picking a hat-trick by Linus. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm starting to sound like a U.S. Odds supporter. you better winning the Powerball oh, right um, now, I'm, my boy. I'm, uh... <laughs> I'm just sounding like a, a US supporter hyping up
1: a Josh Sargent. <laughs> I never say hat tricks. That's that's too far fetched. I'll I'll be glad if he just touches the ball at this point. <laughs> uh, no, uh uh
0: I think uh Betis wins, yeah.
1: Yeah. Betis is still pretty good. They're, they're a pretty okay. good team. Yeah. yeah, decent team. I mean, not competing for anything serious. They're uh they're Spain's West Ham. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey man, that's uh that's a pretty
1: good team. Yeah, they are right. Uh, and then, lastly, Espanol versus Cadiz. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. Um, I'll take Espanol just off the strength because the the you know the display they gave us against Madrid. Wow, wow. I mean, yeah, decent team. It was team. lucky, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Cadiz, so they're up all night to, get, to get lucky, zero. man. Yeah, and that's that. Unless yeah. um, you might want to talk about Champions League Tuesday. Oh, the Champions League is back! The champions, champions. Oh uh, yeah, let, let, let's do that. Let's real go quick. through the notable ones because it's quite a lot. Um, quite a but, bit. Um, I don't even want to mention the City match, but I should because Bruges gave PSG a tough time. So City played Bruges early in the morning. Uh, City uh wins three to zero. Ah, uh, I'll take a one-one draw. And I'm serious, Gary. Um. And Ajax Dortmund, that's a great that's a great fucking matchup. I'll take. Uh, Dortmund. I'll take
0: Dortmund. Yeah,
1: Holland is just is Holland c- c- gonna be? Can available? we talk about Holland? I mean, fuck, guy's chiseled. I mean, you'd think he was just sculpted in, in you know Rome by Michelangelo. God damn it, guy's ripped. All right, put your wahoo away. Ah, sorry, sorry. Anyways, yeah, uh, Holland Brace, Gio Reyna. He'll be admired. Yeah, I mean, if they're both playing, are they gonna both play? I. I think so. I mean, I think they should be recovered by now, but we'll see. I'm just I'm just speaking it into existence. But the next match is even better, I'd say. Madrid, perdón, Atletico against Liverpool. Whew. Hey, last time they played at Anfield, I'll tell you what, boy. Huh. Yeah, Morata, watch that. Top ins. I want to hear it, man. Uh, Atletico, 2-0. Take that to the bookies. Hot But, off but the they're press. not playing at Anfield. They're playing at... Wando Wanda. Metropolitano, even better. But I'm just saying, you saw what they did at Anfield last year, though, right? Yeah, sent that sorry ass home. Uh, yeah, uh, Liverpool, 2-1. Ah, uh, Fair enough. All right, next match, Porto, Milan. Ooh, that's a nice match. That's a good match. Milan. Milan. 2-1. 2-0. Inter Milan, Sheriff. Whew. No, Sheriff deserves a seat at the table. That's that's group leaders as it stands. Uh, yalla. sure. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Yalla Caparra. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sheriff, 1-0. Answer <laughs> uh,
0: uh, three sh- zero. 3-0. Uh,
2: that's and not then, uh, nice.
1: PSG versus Leipzig. That's a good one, uh, but PSG should win, shouldn't they? I mean, Mbappe picking up his form. Messi, well-rested, scoring in, in South America. Neymar being Neymar, you know, that guy can just slip out of his his slumber, you know, take his pajamas off, put his PSG jersey on, and he's ready to fucking go. <laughs> yeah, PSG, 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. And then Shakhtar against Madrid. Ah, Madrid! Madrid! Those are the ones that killed two me, man. 2-0,
0: man. Let's go.
1: Shakhtar is poor is poor. Benzema's right in the form of his life. No, no, he's playing great, and I don't want to take the anything away from him, but as a team, I mean, we said the same thing about Sheriff.
0: Yeah, and that was uh, an outlier because Sheriff played off the pitch. Uh, they happened to sick. get two goals. Yeah. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, a that's like a f- that's something you material. see at a festival, huh? Oh, yeah, when you're, uh, you know, off your ass on yeah. some— uh,
1: Honestly, Adulterates. Uh, so <laughs> fucking Alexi Lalas I, I just had some adult beverages upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> adult beverages? Yeah. You just couldn't
0: say beer. I know. You just like, couldn't say like, like, something about
1: it. <laughs> just couldn't say fucking beer. Uh, anyways, no, I, I think Madrid should win. Should. And redheaded
0: boy, where are you, you in the red? qualifiers? Yeah. Where were you when uh, United States was uh, getting balanced up in, in your own home in 94 World Cup?
1: 1 0, 1 0, Madrid. I think they'll struggle, but they'll win. Madrid's struggle is only themselves. Oh, that's not giving
0: credit to the opponent now, is it? Uh, well, Shakhtar and um, Sheriff, I, I'm sorry to say, are not anywhere near Madrid's level. Even in Madrid's not prime <sighs> capacity right now. And uh, they're yeah. not too far from their form. I, after the first
1: game, eh, I remember this far, clearly. Man. like Maybe a month ago, I was like, wow. Like, Sheriff's really League being leaders, Shakhtar. by the way. Like, if Don't forget was, if that being shocked. I'm like, damn, they can't be this good. And then I, I saw the quality of goals. I'm like, wow, they're good. And they do the same against Madrid. I'm just only inclined to think they're going to do the same. But we'll see. We'll see. These teams are not as bad as we make Their them. Goals, out to be. they're wonder goals because that's all that would be able to go
0: in. Their play otherwise is very flat and is very uninspiring and is not very good. I have to say.
1: Yeah. No. I. I Th- can't it doesn't that. hurt
0: me to say, but that's the reality.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Fucking hell. Uh, moving on to Wednesday's games, off. though. Barcelona, Kiev.
0: This man, you know.
1: Barcelona uh, should win that. 1-0. They should, yeah. They should. I don't think they're going to beat them out the park, but yeah, they should win 1-0. Um, next match, Red Bull Salzburg. American versus American. Brendan Nairnson against John Brooks, the Wall of Berlin. Eh. I mean, that's... Relatively a game we not we don't pay attention to. I do just because the Americans, but I have a one-one draw there. Uh, Benfica, Bayern. That's a good match. Bayern though, no, right? It's got to be Bayern two-nil, <sighs> two-one. I don't know. Well, Bayern yeah. are, are going through a bit of an injury bug right now, and uh, Lucas Hernandez. And Bayern's Bayern um, two-one. Bayern. All right, Chelsea, Malmo.
0: <laughs> Chelsea, come on, two-nil. Uh, yeah, it has to be at least. Lille-Seville.
1: That's a good game. That's a good game. Oof. God. Sevilla, 1-0. Ah, that's a good one. I'll take and a no two-two house way to it. Oh, they will. They will. And I think that's where they edge the uh, French, you know. They're just a little bit more pricky. But, um, a little longer in the tooth. Yeah. Man United against Atalanta. Whoa. That's a good game. I like that. That's a good, good game uh i'll take a 2-2 draw though i think atalanta are a talented team to give any team trouble so yeah 2-2 draw all right and juve zenith come on man juve come on yeah dibala wake up has to wake up come on grow up dog (laughs) fuck fuck's sake yeah but that will uh, cap off all our games in europe this week we yeah, really and De is like
0: them. one of those guys that, that we're kind of talking about, oh, he's young, he's got time on his side, he's worth He cool. has cool tattoos. He's, he's got what right now? Oh my he's god. Got cool yeah. hair. So in 5 years, which is now 2021, he's going to be
1: Ballon d'Or and uh, Ah, no, people are tripping on that one. Yeah. I uh, know he was good. No, he's okay. He I mean, was good. I never liked him. I mean, I mean I like I like the skill, but he my problem with him is that it was always moments. It was never consistency. You can never depend on him to be like top of the scoring list or scoring decisive goals all player. the time. He's not. He's not a scorer. Like no. oh, he's yeah, not yeah. going to
0: be banging in twenty five, thirty goals a season. That's then what like, is he going to be? Because
1: he's a playmaker. He's a creator.
0: Mm, I he's, think, a he's
1: a budget Ozil. He's a budget Werner for me, because he does play in the front three. He plays anywhere in that front three. But my my problem with him is that he's just uh, he just doesn't seem arsed, you know. He's just like he's he's good enough to get there by talent, but he's just not going to put in like the gra- the graft. Yeah. Oh well, in terms of like uh, work, ef- you know, work ethic and stuff for sure. But I mean, two different players, you know. One's an eight, one's a an eleven, a nine. You know, he can't play ten, maybe I don't know. But you know, the thing about DiBala is that. This guy, I see Bala is
0: like a dying breed, like Hamas and stuff. Those guys are purely one thing, and the game passed them by. <laughs> they don't. They don't have enough in the repertoire to to progress with it, or to be considered with a progression. But they can have a moment of brilliance. But, but they can have a moment of brilliance, and then you're like, okay, that, this guy's really good at football, but that's.
1: But he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't cover all the other bases. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. um... Yeah, I, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh. Anyway, Um. Where, what else? What else? That's it, right? Yeah, I think so, man. I think we discussed pretty much everything. I mean, yeah, I can't think of anything else if I'm honest. So you feel good about USA uh, in the qualifiers? Yeah, I think we're in decent position, you know, not only in terms of positioning on the table but you know i think goal differentials not terrible it's crazy that
0: canada out of six games only has two wins
1: yeah yeah you know you'd expect better um but they also have never lost either so it does tell tell somewhat of a tell you know i but, guess
0: i guess I but guess. you know
1: still um uh, yeah I'm, I'm i'm okay with the u.s's position i would like it to be higher but in the end it, it all means the same you know so, yeah, I'm happy with it currently. I think the win today was massive. And even if we lost today, we'd still be in the same, you know, still be contending. So,
0: nothing. All right, man. Well, uh, again, two guys, two mics, two pints. Um,
1: anything else? No, I mean, take care of your livestock. And
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> all right, man. We'll, we'll talk to you all next week.
0: <laughs> all right. We're signing out. Bye-bye.